So there's this idea that people think I'm crazy for spouting off of, but uh, I absolutely love to spout it off. I don't do it often because I, I want to make sure the gravity stays where it needs to be. But it's something I say and it's, it's you know I'm going to change the world, right? Like it's evident for me. Unless I die, there's no way that nothing's going to stop me. And it's like, well, how are you going to do that? It's like, well, I can't tell you, but I can show you. I can express it over time, I can articulate it and weave chaos into a form that you can somewhat feel inspired by, by resonating with what I'm attempting to convey. But whether or not you can experience it yourself based on my words isn't obvious. And then you might ask, how did I get this way? And then it's like, I, don't, I think we're all this way. I mean, obviously you have different influences. Obviously, I've, I've, I've spent a shitload of time with myself. Obviously, I've done a lot of psychedelic mushrooms. Obviously, I've done even more writing than I, I, I fucking can fathom. I've gone deep into the talk since I was 19 years old. I've been, I've been practicing co- consistently. It's like, it's like, I don't know anything about life. How can I change that? It's like, okay, well, let's write. And like, you know, all these other things are extensions of that. And... And of course, it wasn't just the writing, but isolation has probably helped me more than anything else. Solitude. You know, time with myself and my thoughts has helped me understand who I am enough to move forward. Because if you don't know where your feet are, I mean, how the hell are you going to walk down the road? You get what I'm saying? Um, but I do have certain influences that stuck with me. And this is something I was telling a good friend of mine, Christine, just a moment ago. So I'm going to convey that to you. When I was, I don't remember how old I was. I could have been as young as 10 and as as old as 14 maybe but part of me wants to say something around the age of 10 and i was watching this episode of jimmy neutron and timmy turner it was like a duality episode you know what i'm saying and it was it was a single episode of both those characters there were different shows but both those characters reunited to create their own supervillain. it was like a, it was a really big deal it was a special that that that, that the, the creators were doing um that the that the script writers were doing and what happened was they created a really potent supervillain. And they're like, well, what can we do? How can we make him the, the hardest supervillain we've ever faced, guys? How do we do that? And Wanda, one of Timmy's fairly odd parents, and he has fucking fairies as parents, so that's a thing. <laughs> she says, well, make sure he's adoptable because, you know, um, after you guys beat him, then he needs a home. He needs somewhere to go. Wouldn't that be great? And they do that, but they accidentally type adaptable rather than adoptable. Fucking must have been Timmy or Jimmy's terrible spelling. I have no idea, but they made him adaptable instead of adoptable. And then as it came as it came to happen, they couldn't beat him. He was an impossible villain to beat because he was adaptable. Every time you would come at him with something, he would evolve a quality. Sorry, hold on to sirens. New York is great, but it's fucking noisy. Every time that Timmy and Jimmy would... (laughs) That's funny, Timmy and Jimmy. Every time that Timmy and Jimmy would confront this villain... He would adapt to their to their strategy. He would adapt to their weapons. Whatever it was, he would adapt to it. And that always stuck with me. Although I didn't know how to how to how to how to conform that and apply it in my life. It's something that stayed in my mind. There was something that sort of added to that later on. 
And so, so, so that I always took in. I always took in the idea of being, becoming adaptable, of being able to change due to circumstance. And I think it, it really helped put some sort of basis of a platform, not necessarily a platform, but maybe the beginning of one, of what would later become something more. And what is still becoming something more, of course, of course. When I was about 19, so this is the second thing. That was the first time that I ever began to start something on this thread. Second time I was 19 and I was on the phone with my friend Josh. And although that's not important, I'm just painting this, the, the situation for you. And we were talking and I was in a really strange pace, place around the time. And <clears throat> I was depressed. I had messy hair. Um, all black. And I dyed my beard too. And uh, I was just purposely indulging myself in chaos i was taking more drugs than were fucking palpably healthy for me and uh i mean anything I'm, i was just drinking and smoking shitloads of pot and taking my grandfather's brain meds and it's it's not pretty not pretty not not pretty not sexy none of that um and i remember one night in particular i was reading a quote on facebook and it said supposedly by einstein you can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created it and I'll tell you why I really like that idea. I really like that idea because then it, 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 it put forward a, a solution. And that solution said, you don't have to solve your problems. You just become someone who can. Right. And then I started to think, I can't solve, the pro- I can't solve my problems with the same level of thinking that created the problem. It's useless to spin in, to spin solutions in, 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 in a psyche that created the problem. Unless you evolve yourself, your way of thinking, your train of thoughts into a, a set of train of thoughts that can solve the problem, you're stuck in chaos. And then it's like, right, so what do I do? Then I adapt. I evolve, I grow, I only work on becoming someone who can solve the problem. And if I'm consistently working on just that, if I'm consistently just working on my foundation as a human being and moving that forward, if I'm constantly focused on my idea of evolution, not just the ability to adapt, which is what I learned in the first story, but my ability to evolve is what I learned inside of the second quote. And then once I learn to to adapt that, it's like, I don't have any problems. It's just one solution, and the solution is me. If I can evolve myself, or when I continuously put forth my own innate ability to evolve myself, my problems that that I had become trivial. They become trivial. They're no problems at all. Instead of the hours it would have taken me to solve the problem, just by working on myself, when I have an extra two minutes, I can solve it a a, a month down the line. And on top of that, a shitload of other problems. It's just, how how are you going to optimize your time? You know, I was talking to my friend Christine, and, you know, this kind of ties into that. I was saying, as much as I'm interested in politics, that's not something I want to get involved in yet. Because that's a big step. And politics is something that can take your entire life to solve. So what what, what am I going to spend most of my life trying to figure out? Health, because that's the thing that's going to help me optimize myself, my mind, my body, my spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, so on. It's the thing that's going to 
put forth the most potential palpable. It's not just going to increase the amount of years that I live, but the quality of those years. So if you're going to invest in anything, why not invest in your health? So it's like, right, right. That's a good goddamn idea. And, uh, and so that's become a thing. And I really like that thing. So then that was the second idea. The third one was something very brief that I've, I, uh, I had the blessing to be able to come across uh, while I was reading some of Sadhguru. Sadhguru is an amazing teacher. Um, feel free to YouTube any of his lectures and so on. Sadhguru is a gentleman who he wrote... I was just reading an article of his uh, on his blog. And he said something along the lines of... You don't need to work on anything but your foundation. And that idea only reinforced the previous one. Like it, 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 it simply articulated what I was living out. And it wasn't until now where I'm even... To any success able to explain it. It said... My root chakra, the Mabahara, which is, uh, if you guys are familiar with any of the Eastern philosophy, the root chakra is at the base of your spine. It represents a metaphorical behavioral cluster of, 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 of patterns while also being an overall ephemeral truth. So it has layers of real, so to speak. And it has to do with safety, but it, it, it has to do with foundation more than anything else. That's why they call it your root. And any flower, the bigger a flower is going to go, obviously the deeper the roots need to be. And that reminds me of one of my favorite quotes. Maybe it was by Carl Jung, um, where he said something along the lines of, If you want your branches to exceed heaven, you need, you need roots to burrow into hell. Something along those lines. Um, I may have been a bit more dramatic with my extirpation just now, but I really like that quote. <clears throat> so it's beckoned me. I can change everything. And I know how. I know the path. How am I going to do it? <laughs> it's it's probably more accurate to uh to explain my why. How is easy? How is I change the world by changing myself because the world is an extension of me. And we can definitely go over that conversation, but for now I'm just going to cut this video short. And over time, I hope that it, I become more successful at articulating this and other ideas to really express to you and convey to you that I mean what I say, that I am who I say that I am. And it's okay if you don't believe me because I'm going to show you. Be a skeptic. Challenge me. It's how I learn. It's why I speak this way. Because I want to debate. I want to be wrong. Simply because I need to grow. And I think we all do. I think it's something that we're pulled towards. You know, something Jordan Peterson said also reminded me of this. And, you know, I'll finish, I'll finish off with this and then let you guys continue on with your life. Um, <laughs> he was saying people need goals. He's an amazing psychologist, by the way. If you guys haven't seen any of his YouTube lectures, you should definitely check it out. Um, he was saying most people want goals. And sometimes when he asks his, his patients, you know, what are your goals? They, they say something along the lines of, oh, I want to go to Tahiti and have myself... Um, and have myself a martini on the beach. It's like, it's, it's not a goal. That's a postcard. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like, okay, so you, so you want to go to the beach. Okay, and you want martinis. Okay, how many? You want to go to the beach? Okay, how long? Like, how, 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 how happy can that really make you? 
a day later, you're just going to be this burnt ball of nothing that's drunk as hell and tipping over that, the, the ice cream box. Um, <laughs> yeah, so people certainly need goals. And um, I feel like it's a very innate, an innate pattern of behavior for us to strive for something. And most of us, especially men, seem to only be happy when we're striving for something. And that, in part, has to do with the fact that men... Someone have to find their why versus women who inherit their why. They know what they want to do at a very young age because in part it's inherited to them by the culture. Um, yeah, I'll leave you guys with that. Have a great day. Ciao.